Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Nice Job, Painter Marketing Pros, and APC. Welcome to Paint Ed. My name is Torlando. I'm your host. Uh, so good to be with you folks today. Uh, we got Reber. We got Reber today. Super excited to bring on Tom. Have another conversation with my good friend. Um, a lot of a lot of exciting things happening this year uh, as we prepare for Expo. Um, a lot of great new tools coming out from the PCA. Great video content. A lot of amazing things going on. If you are not registered for Expo yet, make sure that you get registered. Uh, the we're going to be in Albuquerque, New Mexico, eating a bunch of green chilies and stuff. You know that kind of food, the New Mexican food. If you have not had New Mexican food. You need to know that it is not the same as Mexican food. That's the first thing that you need to know. That's probably all you need to know about New Mexico. It's just not the same thing. But, you know, try it. You might like it. We're going to be there February's 22nd through the 24th. And uh, Tom Reber is going to be speaking and, and coaching us on sales. And that's why I got him on the show today. Because, look, uh, we are headed into um, what feels like a little bit of a dip here. Uh, we've had a hot economy for a long time. And, you know, I think that uh, what I'm hearing from folks is that there's some nervousness. And I think if you have listened to Tom before, if you are in the contractor fight or you watch his, his shows on, on YouTube and uh, listen to the podcast, you know that it is on you to create your own economy. And, and that's the energy that he brings. You know, he it's it's radical responsibility, which I love about this guy. A um, couple other announcements uh, along with uh, Expo. Um, of course, uh, my book has been out. Uh, the Sprint uh, book. It's just called Sprint, folks. If you go to Amazon.com, you can uh, buy it. It'll teach you how to manage your processes, your systems, okay, how to put responsibility in the hands of your people and how to transfer that knowledge from the sale to the production. It'll it'll take the pain away. I, I really believe it. It's taken my pain away in so many instances. It saved me in times where I've been uh, depressed, bad personal stuff going on, and having the system to fall back on in order to just give me that time to recoup that's one reason why you need strong systems in your business uh everybody likes to think oh if i had great systems then i can just go on vacation uh 10 months out of the year that's not always how life works sometimes tough stuff happens in your life and you just need distance and space and time to recoup and a strong system can help you do that and if you want to go on vacation a little bit you can do that too so check out the book uh, it is called Sprint. It's on Amazon. Um, you can buy it hard copy uh, or Kindle. Uh, very, very good book if I don't say so myself. 
Um, <clears throat> so when I was on the show, when I was like right before the show, I was talking to Tom and, uh, you know, one of, one of his favorite topics, of course, is sales. And I, I love sales as well, you know, in my company, that's the side of the, the business that I, that I hang on to, uh, because it's enjoyable. Um, the other fact of the matter is that when you, take on more of a estimating role in your company, it pulls you away from production and your schedule changes in a way that you, you really can't do both. And I'm sure there, there are a lot of you out there who are trying to do both, but here's the dilemma. When you have, when you are a production person in order to be productive, to get stuff done, you need longer stretch of uninterrupted time. You need half a day, whole day to get anything done. And when you are taking on those sales appointments, um, it's disrupting your day and you're not, you're not getting, you're not able to be productive as a producer. And so at some point in your business, you have to realize that uh, your role is changing. And it is going to, uh, you know, you could look at it this as, you know, progressing. Um, you could look at it as just a mere change, right? But at some point, you're going to have to divide your time and focus on the sales. And for the last, you know, handful of years, you know, I know there was a little bit of a scare at the start of the pandemic, but I think we all really quickly realized that uh demand was about to be as high as it's ever been and so a lot of you for the last couple of years have been out there you know oh my gosh i can just raise my price and they'll still say yes and you're you're out there order taking but that might not be the case in the in the next year or so and you're gonna have to accept the fact that you are now a salesperson a lot of business owners they're glorified salespeople, to be honest and if you're going to take that role, uh, you have to have a plan, you have to have the tools to do it, and you have to take it seriously. And so this is uh, this from what I'm gathering, this is the overwhelming message that Tom Reaver is bringing today. And I'm really excited to have him on. So without further ado, let's go ahead and bring on the man, the myth, the legend, <laughs> Tom Reaver. <laughs> what's up man? <laughs> all right so i'm still hung up on the difference between new mexican food and mexican food because you, oh. <laughs> you i'm hungry and you said that like five minutes ago and i'm like all right well what you know because we we were just in santa fe last uh summer for a couple of weeks and yeah. stayed uh, at a really nice place by the four seasons and um you know and we ate some good food when we were there i was actually on one of my um programs at the time so my diet was limited i couldn't fully enjoy the festivities but i had a great time there so what's the main difference man educate me the the difference is that it's like um i mean it's really just not like tacos and burritos and stuff like that it's not cheese and beans i mean they have like the elements but it's just seasoned so differently um it's right. it's very spicy it's all very spicy uh you know, I was I was caught off guard by it. I think I prefer Mexican food. Uh, I'll just go out and say that. I, you know, if you guys, if any of our listeners li live in New Mexico and you have a certain pride for your cuisine, 
uh, I'm, I'm not trying to knock you. You know, I just, I'm, I'm just a Midwest. I don't know. I, it boy, sounds you know? like just, you're trying to totally <laughs> throw Mexican, New Mexican food under the bus, man. Like I just, you don't give me this PC. I'm not trying to. Knock all right, you. all right. I didn't like it. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. I did it. I did it. All right, all right. I gotta own <laughs> my crap. I didn't like. No, it. I like spicy, man. I, I like spicy. I, I like really spicy. Like when we get Thai food, I get, I go, I'd like yeah. Thai hot. And the little lady there who's like three foot three, you know, she looks yeah, at me, she right. goes, you, you don't want Thai hot. And I go, no, I want Thai hot. She goes, oh, you sure? And I'm like, I'm sure. And she goes, you know, basically she's saying your, your butt's going to be on fire tomorrow. But, um, yeah, yeah. you know, it's. I'm uh, the biggest wimp. I am the biggest you really? wimp with spicy. I didn't yeah, see that coming, man. I didn't see that coming. I have a theory. I have a theory on spicy, okay? Everybody has a spicy bank account. And you start yeah. off with a certain amount of, you know, <laughs> funds and my funds just start off low. I could do it at the beginning, but once I, once I overdrew, it was just mm -hmm. over. I just, I just, I got to go mild and I'm, I, I feel like less of a man when I go in and order Thai food. I really do, but I just, I can't handle it. Anymore. You know, you teed this whole conversation up with that bank account comment, because really what you're saying <laughs> is most contractors have an anorexic bank account. <laughs> you know, like it's it, your bank account looks like it's on a extreme weight loss plan or something. Yeah. You know, and if there's anything we want fat in our life, it's our bank account. You know, I have, right. a, I have an MBA. Did you know that? I didn't know that. And, yeah. Massive bank account. So <laughs> here I was about to connect. I'm you know, like getting you know, my MBA. Yeah. And <laughs> Dude, I wrote the short bus and ba barely graduated high school. We, that's my story in the first book I wrote. So I won't rehash that, but um, no, seriously, you know, I think, um, there's so many good men and women in this trade that are working yeah. their tails off. They would lay in traffic for their clients. They would do anything. They sacrificed time and memories and money and all that in their own life to serve their clients. And yet at the end of their career, far too many of them are standing there with nothing to show for it. And so yeah, that's, uh, I say, yeah. I say we, we deal with that today, huh? Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. And, and you know, they are working hard. And there are a lot of people in, in our country who work really hard, who, yeah. you know, for whatever reason, just haven't figured out how to turn hard work into making a lot of money. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I would never say I would never say that working at McDonald's looks easy. That doesn't look easy to me. You know, that looks like yeah. hard work, but it's just not going to make the kind of money that you need to to retire and, and to, you know, live into the future. So, uh I'm with you on this and, and I'm, I'm all ears. You know, I, I think that, mm -hmm. uh, our listeners need to need a reality check on this. And, and let me, let me tell you why. So I, this time of year can be tough because you get a lot of people who they, uh, they start low bidding because they're afraid that they're not going to get mm -hmm. the job. And then, you know, that yeah. brings folks like us who tend to, you know, charge a little bit more. That makes it hard for us to get the prices that we need. And all of a sudden it sets off this kind of chain reaction. And I'll tell you what, I talk to these folks that are, that are underbidding and their attitude is, well, you know, work is work, you know? And yeah, yeah, it, it can't be that way. There has to be a bit better way. And I'm hoping that you can shed some light for us today. Yeah, man, I, I, uh, I want to do a little Vanguard here, prep, prep the audience. If I get a little fiery and, and, and say some things that are a little out of the box, it's because I give a crap and I've seen this stuff work a thousand times, 5,000 times in the last 10 years we've been teaching it. Um, there's some concepts here that you can apply, you know, right away to be a better salesperson. But back to your point about this time, the economy, the winter, seasonalities, this and that, 
contractors are, are racing to the bottom. A lot of them truly are. The ones that really know their numbers, not that this is a numbers conversation, but I just want to put it out there. Guys, If I'll just use a, a simple math equation. If your overhead each month is 20000 bucks, okay, and you get a 50% gross profit, you need to deposit forty grand in the bank. All right. And if you're doing 10 jobs, your average job size four grand, right? You got to do 10 jobs. And if your close rate is 50%, you need 20 leads. Well, yep. in a time like this, when the economy takes a hit and there's fear in the air, which by the way, we don't participate in recessions and fear in the air and the fight here. So that's just not part yeah. of our language. Right. And I know that's how you roll too. Um, well, in a time, time like this, what typically happens is lead flow is cut way down. So you have less at bats to sell and recover that same overhead every month. And so, and it's very, um, <clears throat> it doesn't feel right if you don't know your numbers, but you actually have to raise your prices when you have less at bats. You have to up your sure. skills as a salesperson. You have to make more of the opportunities that you have, especially when things seem to tighten up in the market. So I just want to encourage those that have been lowering their prices right now. You cannot discount your way to profitability and to the goals that you have in your life, you know, personal and professional. Right. Right. And, and I, I think what, what's resonating with me here is this, you know, is this idea of like, okay, we're not going to participate in the recession. I love that. Mm -hmm. uh, but I do think that fear is going to be a blocker for a lot of people. It's like, I can say this, mm -hmm. but do I really believe it? Do I really mean it? Is that going to actually reflect where do I begin with kind of my, <clears throat> my self-talk, my, you know, my, yeah. like how, where do I begin here? Well, the, the overall root of this, this thing, if you want to, you know, just bring it all back is that the average contractor, painter, painting contractor, whatever does not take their role as a salesperson seriously. They, many of them, and this, this is across board in the trades. It's actually across the board in most businesses. If I'm honest, most small businesses that we've ever worked with and spoken yeah. to, but most people don't, truly embrace their role as a salesperson and they they view it as an afterthought or if you're in the trades you're a painter you're like oh, i gotta go do estimates we are not in the estimate writing business we are not in the proposal writing business you guys this is about cash and deposit checks that have multiple zeros on them at 50 percent gross profit margins or better and changing your family's future and quit stealing from them all right and, right. and it starts with you know in in just the, the big world here i'll talk about shortly here is, you know, the first thing is you got to do what we call build a strong you. Success yeah. is an inside out game. Your business, your bank account, your relationships, your, your company, everything you want, your health will only be as strong as you are personally first. And so that's our whole step here when we work with people in the sales stuff is you got to get oxygen, man. That's, you know, feeding your mind the right stuff. If you're listening to this right now, congrats, you're feeding your mind something. All these these things that we do, every activity that we do, you guys stacks in one direction or another. So if you're opening your phone first thing in the morning and looking at stupid TikTok stuff, that's what you're feeding your brain. What do you think you're going to get throughout the day? But if you're waking up reading 10 to 20 pages of personal development, you're journaling, you got some gratitude time, you go get a workout in, you're taking care of the machine, right? Like I'm telling mm -hmm. you guys, it starts with you. And that's number one, um, you know, where a lot of these guys uh, go wrong and it's, and it's easy to do. I mean, you know, we, we wake up and the texts are blown. I mean, I woke up this morning, I had, you know, three or four texts that if I didn't have the self-awareness to pull back and go, okay, what's required of me in this moment right now? <laughs> you know, that, that's a question yeah. I ask myself a lot. 
because uh, I like to squirrel out. I go, okay, this came up, this came up. I could deal with all these, but what's really required of me right now? I can get my head right. I can get my body right. You know, I need to make sure I'm dialed in so I can bring my best yeah. to the day and everything. Yeah. Well, and, and I think personal health, both, you know, well, mental, physical, spiritual, you know, all, any kind of health that you can think of is really a pre prerequisite to getting yourself in a good place in anything. You know, mm -hmm. I, I think about, uh, you know, well, so, so you and I are both, uh, you know, we're, we're both married, right? Mm -hmm. um, and when I was going through that process, um, you know, the divorce, uh, you know, getting back out into the dating world and, and trying to, you know, find my, uh, you know, as you say, my, my queen, um, mm -hmm. there was a very real, um, like kind of a, uh, I don't know, a lightning bolt that struck me where I realized that if I'm not healthy mentally and emotionally, I'm just not going to be attractive to, yeah. <laughs> to anybody. Yeah. They're going to see, they're going to see right through it. They're going to, they're, they're going to be like, I'm not touching this guy with a 10 foot pole. And so I knew that prerequisite to me having, uh, you know, to finding a healthy partner, finding somebody who would actually be a good fit for me and not just a, a, a train wreck in my life. Yeah. I knew, I, I knew I had to get right first. I had to, I had to have this strong me uh, up front. And so it meant taking vitamins, working out, uh, you know, eating right, getting enough sleep, you know, just all of those like basic things. But then almost probably more than that, Tom, it was reminding myself of the good qualities that I had as a partner. I had yeah. some years under my belt, so I was able to look back and say, okay, I wasn't a complete screw up that entire time. Uh, I have some good qualities. I have some good things to offer the world. I do bring value. I believe in those things. I'm going to reject the things that I, uh, you know, didn't do well. Mm -hmm. I'm going to move forward and I'm going to realize that now I'm a person who has value and I can bring it when it comes to a relationship. I think that's the same in business that we, we have to get healthy so that we can uh, believe that we are deserving of having a successful business, right? hundred percent, you know, and part of the getting oxygen thing, it's not just reading books and taking care of everybody, but it's, it, you know, success is an inside out game and it starts at home. Right. Yeah. And so that's why you see, if you follow me on social and, you know, wherever it is, you'll see a large majority of my posts are sharing our life as a couple. What's going on? This isn't to be like, hey, look at us. We're on vacation or whatever it is. This is to go. This is this is what true success looks like is it starts at home and it emanates out into everything else. And I really believe you're talking about going back on the dating scene and all that. I think you attract who you are. If you're yeah. undisciplined and chaotic, you're going to attract undisciplined and chaotic, right? At some point. And yeah. so, yeah. Um, you know, you, if you want a better partner, if you want better clients, okay, you want better team members to all be attracted to you, you have to work on you. You have to be better. You have to be the example. Yeah, That's a strong absolutely. you in a nutshell right there. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that. So, you know, so from there, you know, which, which that's not an easy hurdle to overcome. I mean, for some of us, some of us grew up on the wrong side of the tracks that are in the paint, you know, paint trade. Mm -hmm. So it, it takes a lot to kind of overcome that hurdle. Some, I honestly believe will never get there. Uh, it takes a lot. Okay. So I don't want to understate how much work it takes, especially for some of us the way we grew up 
to overcome those challenges. But it is possible and it is doable. And and I'd love some additional insight on how we overcome some of that stuff, that history, that past trauma that's holding us back. Yeah. Well, dude, I'm one of those wrong side of the tracks, guys. And um, and when I look back, I'm writing my second book right now. It's called Win the Moments. You, you know, and everyone talks about how sexy it is to win the day and they post all these memes. I'm going to win 2023 and win the day, bro, and all this. But you can't win the mm-hmm. day if you don't win the moments. Yeah. So, and each day we are faced with an average of about 70 crucial moments of micro decisions. Okay. Those are the moments you have to win. Guys, you don't have to, you know, if you're, if you're making nothing for money right now and you want to make a hundred grand a year, okay, don't focus on the hundred grand a year. Focus on what's required of me in this moment right now to move closer to that. It might be picking up your phone and sending what we call a UIT out to one of your past customers and, and you generate business from it. Uh, you know, I mean, I got, co- dude, I got contractors that are one guy I'm thinking of right now. He sends two of those a day every weekday. He just started in May and did it through the end of the year of 2022. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He did 1.8 million, 36% or about 650, 700,000, somewhere in there, six, about 650, I think it was, was from these little simple messages that would take 30 seconds to send twice a day. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So this is what I call winning the moments, those small, seemingly insignificant little actions each day that stack and compound in one direction or another. If you, mm-hmm. you know, take it the other side, right? A lot of people can't, a lot of people are, um, the people that those wrong side of the trackers, right. That just can't seem to get out of their own way or whatever it is. Right. Yeah. I'm not ripping on individuals and people. I just, we all have our baggage. Um, don't focus so much. Have your vision of where you want to go, but just focus on the next step. Just what's just win this next moment. Like, right. can I go yet at the end of the day, if I got 70 moments, can I go 68 and two for the day? <laughs> You know, yeah, I'm not telling yeah. you to count and track this stuff, but like if you're trying to lose weight, you know, everybody right now, man, or let, let's just go business. Everybody right now who's listening to this has set a business goal for 2023. I want to do 2 million a year or whatever it is. That's a macro decision. I'm making a macro decision. Well, you're not going to win yeah. by staring at the macro decision every day. You're going to st- you're going to win by focusing on reverse engineering. Go, what are the micro decisions each and every day that are repeatable, consistent, that move the needle that I can just continue to stack brick after brick after brick and then pretty soon you're you'll be blown away at how much progress that you've made. So that's where I think people yeah. fail aside from a lot of the the the, the um mental head trash around money mindset and all that other stuff. That's a totally different conversation right now. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. You know, I I remember this, uh, you know, this kind of adage that comes to me frequently is that we we're often disappointed by how far we get in a year, Mm. but you'll be surprised by how far you've come in three years. If you look back. Right. And that to me, like if you know, just in this moment, thinking about where I was at three years ago, uh, I'm like, oh my gosh, I have a completely different life. I've come yeah. so far, even though maybe the last year, uh, maybe it's, you know, maybe, I mean, I don't know. I had a pretty good year this last year, but it came after a string of rough ones. So well, I, I served think, it. I, you know, I, I try to look and this, this is freaky because I think we're impatient as people. Yeah. Technology hasn't helped that in us. <laughs> you know, no. you can ask yeah. the machine that we all carry around in our pocket, anything you want. And they give you a a billion answers in like three seconds. Like, yeah. so we're impatient. And so we just, and th- I'm not saying this is, this is simple, but it's just not easy. Sometimes is I try to have a decade view of things like a yeah. decade's going to pass anyway. 
Okay. The time is going to pass from today to 10 years from now. And I would take the year and three year thing a step further. I think you guys would be blown away because I think 10 years, I think you you had a three year period or a couple year period. And you're like, this last year was pretty good, but it came on the heels of some pretty rough yeah. ones. Okay. Well, if you extend that to a decade, think about how much further you're going to be along. I mean, I can give an example. Like, I hate the term like 10X and stuff, but like my yeah. life, relationships, money, business, you know, health, everything about me is like 20 X in the last decade easily, yeah. if not more, like it's, I don't right. officially track it, but I, I could track the money and I sure. can tell you that has. Okay. But, yeah. and the relationship stuff. So just keep stacking the wind. Cause those moments pass anyway, you guys. All right. Don't focus on, you know, what you were, who cares what you were. You have a choice to be something in this moment. And guys, the moment, like when I coached high school football, man, we would say, win, win the play. And, and basically what we meant, we'd say win six seconds. Cause the average play in football is about six seconds. Right. So can you win six seconds at a time and move the chains every day? That's all this is. Okay. And if you have a bad snap, win the next six seconds. Okay. Yeah. You ate the donut instead of the apple today and you screwed up your diet or whatever, you know, for your new year's resolution, if you're on one, yeah, sure. okay, then, then make a better choice the next time something goes into your mouth, you know, yeah. or instead of yeah. taking that phone call, sitting on your couch, throw your earbuds in, throw a weighted vest on and go take the phone call and walk a couple miles while you have that phone call and burn off yeah. the donut. So yeah, it's, for sure. this is not, this is not complicated, but sadly we're impatient we overcomplicate things because we think there's some secret sauce. We think, you know, I, I get this a lot, man, in our, in our programs. People are like, well, I want the advanced level stuff. I'm like, you're not even blocking and tackling on a consistent basis, man. <laughs> yeah. We're not ready to yeah. call any other play. We're not even ready to install a, the base run play at this point if we're a football team. You yeah, know? right. So well, blocking guys, and tackling is the, it is the advanced stuff. Yeah, I mean, you, <laughs> <laughs> big time. You know, but yeah, guys, you know, you know, give yourself some, some grace, but have high standards. Right. Um, you know, and that's, that's a tough line. I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of going undefeated every day. That's just mm. my expectation. I don't go undefeated every day, but I go undefeated most days of the year. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, you you guys have heard of 75 hard and all that other stuff. I don't know if it's, it's a fitness thing. It's two workouts a day, 45 minutes mm -hmm. each. One has to be outside regardless of the weather and the workouts have to be four, three hours apart. Drink a gallon of water a day, take a progress picture, read 10 pages of personal development, follow a diet and no, um, no alcohol for 75 days. If you miss mm -hmm. anything, if you're one out short on the water, one minute, and this is a full, it's free. It's an integrity system thing. It's, it's just mm -hmm. your integrity. Um, if you, if you screw up any aspect of it at any time, you have to go back to day one. Okay. Mm. On day 30. So I'm, I'm on this whole year long program with the thing. And so the first 75 hard I did was last February of 22 on day 37. I broke my foot. Okay. Mm. Um, I was, I broke it on a, on a weighted vest run and my foot just snapped and I hobbled home a half a mile. I walked in the door and my first thought when I broke my foot, Okay. Let me tell you this. I'm I'm going to just own this right now because we talk about owning our crap a lot in the fight. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And you've even said that a few times. Well, I think one of the mistakes I've made personally, and I don't encourage others others enough on, is you got to own your greatness too. Right. Mm. Own your greatness. And so this is one of these moments of, of greatness, if you want to call it that. In that moment, most people go, "Well, I got to day 37. I'll heal my foot up and I'll start it back when I can work out again." 
Okay. We are always looking for ways to let ourselves off the hook. And I will tell you day 37, I felt the pop, the pain. My first thought was, damn it. Now I got to, now I got to modify all my workouts. Mm. That was my first thought. It wasn't to tap yeah. out. I walked yeah. in the door. I hobbled home a half mile, walked in, I'm limping. <laughs> my wife looks at me and she goes, what happened to you? I said, I, I think I broke my foot. And she goes, well, looks like you're going to be modifying your workouts. I mean, that was initially the first thing that came out of both of our mouths. And guys, I mm. share this, not to sit here and go, oh, great job. This wasn't like me being trapped under a boulder and I had to cut my arm off to make it back to civilization like that one dude did 10 years ago, right? Right, but yeah. Every single day, you guys, there's going to be opportunities to let yourself off the hook and not follow your process, not honor the standard that you were trying to set for yourself. And that's why so many contractors to Orlando are struggling in sales. Yeah. is they let themselves off the hook. You know, we you know and mm. and they they don't take it seriously. They don't work on them, you know. And then for us mm -hmm. the the next step to that is they don't prepare. Sales preparedness. What does it mean to prepare? It means you have clear goals. Yeah. It means you truly identify as a sales professional, not as a painter anymore. Okay? And if you don't see and embrace your number one role as a company is to sell even if you're not, let's say you own the company and you got 10 sales guys, I'm saying you still have to be the champion of sales. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and if you're not, if you're just one of these people that are, are not on the offensive, not on the attack, you're just an order taker waiting for things to happen. You're going to struggle. You know, a true salesperson is, is, has a calendar that's full of sales activities daily that they measure and that they track. Um, yeah. You know, and, and they're not just, sitting back not as i'm a fan of content and seo and the ads and all, guys i love it right sure who doesn't love that however i don't believe you can call yourself a true sales professional if you're not a hunter okay and mm -hmm. if you're not training consistently if you're not you know in our battleground program dude we got 400 and something members in there there's about ten thousand role plays a month that happens inside that group Hmm. And the net worth of those people in that group and the time they spend estimating and running around to people that are never going to be their customers is less than half of what the average contractor is. While the average contractor is just trying to give excuse after excuse, looking for ways to tap out and justify their misery and their lack of results, we're taking right. action and we're, we're working on a strong you. We're being prepared as salespeople. And when you do those two things right there, you, you mentioned earlier fear in the air, right? People are fearful. Yeah. They're fearful because they're not prepared. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. You, your, your fear grows when your confidence is lacking. Well, you, you build your confidence by doing hard stuff, by testing yourself, by honoring the commitments that you make to yourself. These are all the things. And so one of the biggest surprises, and, and this isn't meant to be a pitch, but like when somebody comes into our group, they're surprised at the amount of focus we put on your mental health, your, your spiritual health, your physical health, your marriage. We start with that stuff. Mm. Okay. We tell you don't, and in newer businesses that come in, don't get any leads until you've got your sales process ready because we don't want to waste leads coming in. Okay. We want, mm -hmm. we want to prepare you to sell. What are you going to do with the lead? If you're not, you know, it's like, what do you, what if you're like a, um, you're a singer, right? So you're a singer, yeah. you're trying to make it big and you get an opportunity to sing in some in front of some big agent that's going to give you a big deal or something. And what, what happens if you ain't ready, man? You yeah, know, you blew right. your shot. And that's yeah. this is where I said people don't take this seriously. Guys, every time you feel the sales call, every time the curtains on the stage are opening and it's showtime. It is game seven, if you want to use that analogy. Right, right. Are too many are treating their sales calls like it's a preseason game in the first quarter.
Yeah, yeah, for sure. I th- you know, I, uh, the thing is like opportunity, you know, depending on your walk of life, opportunity, you know, it can it can come often or it can be it can be kind of longer. Mm-hmm. But your ability to capitalize on that opportunity depends on your preparedness. And so when opportunity yeah. comes your way, if you're prepared, that's where success happens. But mm-hmm. if you're not, then then you miss the opportunity. And I think that you're right about that preparation. You know, with the when you're talking about the the program, the fitness program, it reminded me of a conversation I had a couple of years ago with a uh, she was kind of a, a personal health coach. And, you know, she was doing her pitch on me and, and trying to get me to, you know, join the program and everything. And and as I started to think about it, I, I had to be honest with her. And I said, I I don't think I'm ready to commit to it. Like, mm. I just I'm just thinking about all of the stuff that goes into, you know, getting getting healthy. And I'm I don't think I'm ready for that work. Um later on I was, and, and, you know, I'm just kind of with yeah. me and I've always been like semi doughy. So like I go up and down with my fitness stuff. If I'm, if when I was, when I was playing football, I was, you know, I was yeah. good looking, but you know, I just, I go up and down. That's just me. But there is an element of, well, do I, am I, am I actually ready to take on this mantle and, and to be like, a salesperson, right? Mm-hmm. How do we how do how do we prepare ourselves? How do we move from that stage of like, yeah, I, you know, I gotta do the estimate to okay, I'm gonna go out and become a hunter. And this is part of because a lot of people really hate sales. They hate they hate being mm-hmm. salespeople, they hate talking to salespeople, and yet they find themselves as the owner of this company because they started with the skill and now they have to prepare to become a salesperson. What does that process look like? Yeah, well, this is where I ruffle feathers. If you hate sales and you're not willing to embrace the suck if you don't like it and do what it takes, then I think you should shut your business down and just be a painter. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with just going to be a painter for somebody being an, an excellent craftsman. So I'm not ripping on that. Amen. I'm just saying no, amen. if you're yeah. not willing to do what's required, it's like outsourcing your health. Can you outsource your health? No. You're responsible for your health. If you own a business, you're responsible for your sales. You know, dude, the average, you know, the average company, it's less, less than 10% of the average of companies do a million a year. Uh Okay. But I'll tell you, when you focus on you and all these other things, and you really, to answer your question, what to me, I always go, what's at stake if I don't do this? Yeah. What's at stake if I don't do what's required of me? And so many all are too busy holding on to the, the paintbrush. And that's fine. I, again, please understand. See, where, where I have a problem to Orlando, if somebody goes, I love painting, I like working in the field, I want to make 100, you know, only 100 grand, 150 grand a year, whatever it is in my pocket, have a $300,000 business, work with a helper now and then, and I just like that pace of life. I have, and, and I have zero issue with that. The issue I have is most people are trying to be ballers and they're going, I want to scale my business and I want to do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to build a big business and I want to, I want 10 trucks on the road with X amount of crews. And they, they'd start painting this picture and I go, well, then you, you're, your only mission in life is to sell. It's Mm. to build your brand and sell. Yes. There's leadership, casting your vision, all that. I'm just talking the tactical every day. You look at your calendar right now. If it is not 85% 
building your brand and and sales activities, you're not serious about growing your company because it is so easy to sell, man, especially the last eight, nine years. It has been yeah. like you could you could fall off your front step and close a $50,000 project at 60% gross profit. All right. Yeah. Well, right now, the order takers are being revealed, man. Things tighten up a little bit. And those are the guys that are going to start tapping out. So I, I just sit here and I go, what's at stake if I don't do this? How long am I going to defend my mediocre life? You know, yeah. hell for me, dude, is, is just, you know, going, um, is unrealizing who God created me to be. That's truly it. I just mm. want, I want to, and I know I'm not even close to being done. And this is not about sales, by the way. This is about how you do one thing's how you do everything, how you do anything's how you do everything. Okay. Yeah. So I guarantee you, if you're half-assing your sales right now and your sales activity, your truck's probably a mess. Okay. Your marriage probably isn't where it needs to be. Your health is mediocre because how you do one thing is how you do everything. Do everything with excellence and success mm. will drop into your lap because you're earning it. You're courting yeah. it by your actions every day. Hmm. Damn, that's oh, I gotta man. calm down, man. I'm starting to sweat. No, I'm all excited here, <laughs> guys. I I want you to win, and sometimes, Torlando, I feel like you know, there's there's people. You know, the next thing I'm gonna talk about here, you know, our last little thing is is uh, how how to connect. Right, you got to have a strong you. Yeah. You got to be prepared, sales preparedness, and then there's a connection phase of this process that we teach. This is where about. 99% of the people listening to this are going to call BS, go, can't happen in this trade, can't happen in my area, can't happen because my competitors and blah, blah, blah. And you guys are going to, you're going to be the same place a year from now and three years from now. Yeah, you might make 20 grand more one year. And guys, I'm telling you what, if you've been in business, if you've been in business for more than five years and you're not paying yourself at least $250,000, you got to do a serious come to Jesus talk with yourself. Because it is easy. It is easy. And this is where our connection phase comes in. I skipped our attraction because that's a little more marketing stuff that mm -hmm, you know, mm -hmm. we can do with Torlando. I'm telling you, you know, we teach this pre-qualification process called the Shin Fu. One of my former business partners, uh, he's former because he retired and I bought him out. So just everything's fine. Sure. And um, sure. his last name is Shin Holzer. And, and, uh, and, and we, we started this thing called the Contractor Sales Academy many years ago, and we in the last two years we rolled it under the contractor fight because it, you know, as you know, as being a marketing guy, it's easier to build yeah. one brand than two. And I was an Definitely. owner in both companies, and blah blah blah, right? So, um, so Steve, um, it's, it's named after him because of the way he would handle objections. It was like kung fu, and his last name is Shinholzer. So there you okay, go, Shin. Got it. So anyway, <laughs> um, so we we put together this this five step pre. pre pre-qualification process that is all about connecting with your prospects before you run out there, before you jump in your truck and the windshield time and you walk around looking all professional in your pleated khakis and your little clipboard, okay, and going, I'll have to work this up in the truck and send it to you or I'm going to go home and email it to you because you're going to hide behind your text or emails because you're too much of a wuss to talk money with people. But anyway, that's another story. And dude, this is this is how you sell more. This is how you connect more. This is how when everyone else is selling a project at four grand, you're selling it at seven, okay? Mm. For the same damn scope of work, okay? It's not the way your estimates look. We are Remember, we are not in the estimate writing business. We are not in the proposal sending business. We are in the check cashing, deposit check cashing business. And yeah. so- uh, you know, it starts step one in this whole process is called the motive. And I'm not going to go through all of them. I'll just talk, I'll just talk the motive here quick. 
It's about people, people buy for their reasons, not yours. Okay. Mm -hmm. All of us business owners could, and I've done this in the past. I had the, the pretty little presentation folders and seven reasons, 17,000 reasons to hire a professional painter, 17, you know, and it's everything from we're in the PCA and we're accredited and we were business of the year and we're better business bureau rated. Like, you know, we don't subcontract, we do subcontract, whatever it is. We've been in business 38 years, guys, as good as all those things may be, nobody gives a crap if it's not important to them. And so many contractors right. go out there with this stupid presentation that wastes three to four hours of their life, but with windshield time walking around and typing crap up just to get ghosted when they see the price, they hear the price, and they compare it to other people. And now that person that you're trying to follow up with has disappeared into witness protection program, never be found again. <laughs> okay. So we teach contracts. You know, I'm thinking of a painter here. Um, he's a couple million bucks a year. Um, he, he had in, in a five month period, January through May of last year, um, he sold 600 grand, um, at a 50% gross profit margin or better. He had 438 leads and he sold 121 of those projects over the phone. He sold 145 total jobs out of that 33 or so mm. percent close rate. Um, and 24, he went out and closed on the spot, maybe, you know, whatever those unique situations guys the goal is not to sell jobs over the phone i want to be clear here the goal is not to pay for estimates or consultations the goal is to spend your time with the people who are a good fit for you and your business and so mm. just an example here by him not running around to those 438 leads he saved himself 55 days of estimating time yeah in the first five months of the year he saved himself almost two months of his time Okay. And so it, this is especially important when you're paying for, for, uh, you know, if you're, if you're a smaller company and you still have the tools on, right. And you're like, how do I fit all these things in and not step all over my family every night and miss dinners and my kids game. And I'm working on the weekends and I don't have, I'm not having, um, you, you know, consistent, like, and I don't mean this in a, in a weird way, but just time with your spouse at night or whatever it is, you know, uh, right. you're going to bed after your spouse because you got to type up the freaking bids and all this guys stop typing shit up for free stop in fact we have a rule and and that we try to encourage people you do not go to somebody's house unless they already know what it's going to cost you go there to, mm. to collect the check to get the job on the schedule so mm. a lot of other factors i told you i skipped the attraction phase of this whole thing yeah sure you know just for sake of time but your marketing should move the golf ball closer to the cup so that the sales call, whether it's on the phone or in person, is a little gimme putt. A little tap, okay? yeah. And all these things work together. Guys, you're just you're working too hard. You think um, I have to go out there and win them over with my personality or my nice shirts or my you know professional wrap on my truck. Again, all these things are great, but if you don't dig into somebody's motive, what's important to them? I had a woman I sold a paint job to a million years ago. I said, hey, you're going to hire somebody to do this project. What's the worst thing that can happen? <laughs> she <laughs> says, she, her whole demeanor changed, and she goes, if you wake my twins up, I'll kill you all. <laughs> and I said, wow, tell me more about that. And she says, the only time they sleep is from like 1 to 2.30 every afternoon. They, they're like they were like three months old or something and she hadn't slept yeah. in months. She was dying, oh, yeah. you know? And so I, you know, basically long story short, we sold that job at almost three times the amount of all the other estimate writers that were there because I connected with her motive. 
And we worked Ooh. a plan of start times and what we would do on breaks and lunch and go off site. And she'd text us when the kids woke up and we did that for a few days. And we used the time off site at a park down the street to do some training for the team. Ooh. And it was a win, win, win. And I sold the job at almost three times everybody else's damn price. So that's a $5,000 job. Everyone else bid. I'm selling it at 14 or 15 grand somewhere in there. Okay. Yeah. And, but most people listening to this will not get out of their way. Okay. You will not get out of your own way because you will be, you are not open to holding the golf club a little differently when you're getting coached the first time you have a golf lesson, right? Think about it that way. Right. Any sport you yeah. do, you're an athlete, man. You know, a good coach, the first thing you're going to do, they're going to make you change your stance. They're going to make you hold the club differently or the bat or whatever it is. Okay. And it's going to be awkward and it's going to be hard, but you got to kick continue to win those moments, put in the reps, like we talked about back to being prepared, doing the role plays, putting yourself in those situations so that when the real rounds are coming down range at you, you're not fearful. You're, you're, you're selling unafraid, right? And it starts with in this part of the prequel, it starts with that, that motive. You have to understand what their guys, their motive is not the price. Okay. There's always something deeper. All right. right. Um, and so anyway, I could, talk for days on this crap man <laughs> <laughs> no i think you're you're absolutely right um you know about that particular thing um and i can tell you just to kind of affirm what you're saying is that when i when i finally moved away from doing a rote presentation where mm -hmm. it was the same you know song and dance the same jokes i knew if i said this line they would laugh i knew if i said this line they would go oh like i, I when, when i moved from that to asking questions yep. you know and asking asking a list of questions about the type of experience that they wanted the type of quality of work that they wanted uh, you know, it, it went from a, a sales drought to just hitting every sale and, yeah. <clears throat> and doing it at a, at a much higher rate. And so, you know, I can definitely attest to you that that idea of like, let's flip the script. It's not about like sales for me is not about how good you can talk. It's about how good you can listen and understand mm -hmm. what, what they, what the, uh, what the person needs. Yeah. You know, we, we also default, we've all done this as craftsmen at some point we default to going technical with people. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember one time, man, I, I was brand new in business and I'm walking through this house and I'm like, whoever painted this wall used a nap of this and blah, blah, blah. And they had no pride in what they were doing. I mean, literally said that. And she's like, I painted that wall. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, one of our sales coaches, he has a saying, the dumber I am, the more money I make. Okay. Mm -hmm. So guys be stupid in the sales process. Be dumb. Mm. Okay. Hey, we need to get this thing done before my daughter's graduation party on, on Sunday, the 19th of May or whatever the hell it is. Right. Yep. This is where most contractors do what we call pounce. They jump all over. We can do that. We honor our schedules. We're amazing. Well, look at all. Yeah. And, and being done would be, man, the 19th, huh? what, what would happen if it wasn't done by then? Hmm. And just shut your mouth. Guys, they will give you the keys to the fucking kingdom. Pardon my French. I get fired up about this. They will tell you their budget. Okay. When you learn the second step of this is the money that we talk money. Now, step three is how to protect yourself. If you talk money and then you get out there and there's something different because all the painters, the painters complicate this more than any other trade, Terlando. And it's funny, yeah. you know, I was a painter. My grandfather was a painter. My uncle was a painter. My dad was a tile guy. 
And I chose not to go to tile because he was hunched over and he was, grew shorter through his life. So I worked for my uncle. Okay. Right. But I'm telling you guys, I, I, I've been one of you. I've done thousands and thousands of projects through the years as a painting contractor. All right. I love you guys. But the, you guys feel like unless I can go out there, take my shirt off and rub my bare chest on the wall, I can't tell you how much it's going to cost. <laughs> I mean, seriously, painters, are you guys can screw up a one-person parade and you're the only attendee and you'd still screw it up for the audience, okay? Because you guys can't get out of your own way. You have the biggest, and craftsmanship is good, but you guys think it's about the paint job. It's not. It's about their motive. Sometimes their motive is the paint job, and that's fine. 90% it's not. It's don't wake my kids up. Don't make my life a living hell because I travel a lot and I don't want my wife calling me every night bitching about the contractors that are here. Yeah. Okay. It could be, I want to, you know, I know it's not painting, but we had a guy builds water features and the motive was, this is the only place that my wife who's going through chemo and breast cancer finds pieces by the water feature and we want to make it better for her. Mm. Okay. Had nothing to do with the, the waterfall and the quality of the products or any. It was, I want paradise in my backyard because she loves the sound of water. This is how she sleeps. And I want a, another water feature built run under our bedroom window so she can sleep in our bed too. And she doesn't have to sleep out on her little cot next to the water feature in the backyard. I mean, these are the mm. things that you get, you guys. All right. Yeah. And there are people that are dying to give you money. Okay. They're dying to give you money, but you're too stupid to shut your mouth and train. Okay. Like, listen, I'm a United States Marine Corps veteran. All right. Infantry Marine. We know how to shoot. Why do we know how to shoot? Because we go to the range, yeah. right? We don't go to the range once a year. Some of you guys took a sales training class for six or 12 weeks. You did a few role plays and you think you've been trained. Training is not something you did. It's something you do if you're a true professional. All right. Mm -hmm. you know, that's why we have, I mean, we got guys that have been part of the program that we have a belt system because it's the Shin Fu thing. We have green belts and sure. up. Um, you got to do two, uh, what is it? Uh, 200 role plays to be a, become a black belt. You got to do 14 role plays in your first 14 days of the group or you know, in order to get your green belt. Okay. And some of you listen to this, haven't done one role play and you call yourself a salesperson. Some of you role playing, but you're not really role playing. You're just barfing regurgitated crap up on other people because you haven't been trained. Right? A lot of people, you know, I'm bragging the Marine Corps. Marine Corps are the best marksmen in the world. Okay. That's because we train the most. We train the best. We train consistently. Okay. I would not go to the Air Force and ask them to train me how to shoot. I'm sorry. You know? <laughs> <laughs> now, I loved calling in air support when the Air Force was around or Marine Corps F-18s sure. and things like that because that's, that, that's what they do, and they do it great. So you guys aren't putting in the reps. You're not working on yourself. You're not preparing. You're not putting in the reps. You think it's about all these other things that are good things but may or may not be important to the prospect. And then finally, here you're not step two. You're not talking about the money. Hmm. You know? Hey, Torlando, you know, based on what you're telling me here, you know, you said you wanted these two bedrooms painted. Um, you know, is it okay if we, we talk about the, what this might cost? Yeah, sure. Well, listen, we come in and paint, you know, baseboards all the way up to the ceiling and closets and all the trim and the windows and this and that in each one of those rooms. And you're looking at, I don't know, four to 5,000 bucks all in pause. Sometimes they go, okay. See, and we're not getting the whole scope in the pre-qualification <clears throat> in the motive. We, I don't give a shit about the scope. I want to know why they want to do the project because I'm going to use the scope in my bracketing because I just said yeah. baseboards and walls and all this other stuff, highest grade paint, blah, blah, blah. I said, or we can just come in and put two coats of really high grade, you know, 
whatever paint on the walls in each room, change your color. And you're, you're looking at, uh, you know, somewhere between 14 and 1800 bucks all in, which, which of those conversations would you like to have? And then shut your mouth. They will tell you their budget 100% of the time you guys. Mm, yeah. Okay. And that's why the guy who had 438 leads to field himself didn't go on all of them. These were 10 minute phone calls with people and he sold 121 jobs. Mm. Okay. So I, I urge you guys, I don't, I'm, of course, I'm my own biggest fan, right? I eat my own cooking. All right. Sure. As all yeah. of us should. All right. But if, if, if I don't resonate with you, I don't care. That's, that's fine. I get that. Not everyone does. I'm not for everybody and our, our program's not for everybody, but guys find a place where you can be part of a community where you can role play. You can be up on your game. You can be supported at a deeper level. Okay. That's going to address other areas of your life, your business, who you are, your health. Success is an inside out game. I promise you that. Yeah, absolutely. Tom, you guys, you guys got uh, something coming up uh, soon called Battleground. You want to tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it's our group um, coaching program. It's been around for a while. We have about 400 and something members in it. And um, you can go to the contractorfight.com forward slash battleground and, and check it out. But uh, so usually there's a wait list. So I'm not sure when this will go out, but sometimes we'll open it up from time to time. Um, and it really focuses on three core aspects of the business, which are all geared around scoring points, right? Mm. Everything's easier when you're making money. So yeah. it all starts with, um, you know, having confidence in your numbers, then into selling unafraid, and then how to get more eyeballs on your business, aside from the typical SEO stuff and all that. So it's things that actions you could take to really move the needle. You know, it's like one guy doing 300 grand a year at 12,000 net profit in 2020. In 2021, he was in the program. He went from 300 grand to 2.7 million at a 50% gross profit. And then mm -hmm. 2022, he was at 3.5 million at a 50, 52% gross profit. Okay. That's Big, awesome. huge swings because you're focused on scoring points. And then everything else is easier, man. You know, when you're making money, you can hire the people that are amazing at systems. Right, you can have totally. hire the person that's that's got that experience as a PM or whatever position that you're looking for, and a killer office manager or whatever. But you can't do any of that without money, and that's why so many people are are so stuck on that hamster wheel. And that's why we talk about making money so much over here. Awesome, awesome. So the contractorfight.com backslash battleground to uh, sign up for that, and you're going to be at Expo uh, teaching a little bit more, going in yep. depth on your uh, sales process, Shim Fu. Uh, check out Tom February 22nd through the 24th. Uh, really excited about that. Um, Tom, this has been a great conversation, my friend. Uh, so, you know, so grateful to you for coming on. Uh, you know, I think we've done, you've come on at least once a year. And so I appreciate yeah. that. And uh, yeah, I man, appreciate you having me. It mean, means a lot, man. And I always enjoy yeah. talking to you and catching up and, um, and we're, I just want to help people win, man. And I appreciate you giving me the platform to do that. I feel that. All right, Tom, we'll see you around. You got it. All right, there we have it, folks. Mr. Tom Reber with the uh, contract fight. Really um, inspiring conversation. You know, I for me, when when I you know, when I talk to Tom, I uh, there are moments where I'm just like, yeah, I got to listen to this guy. I got to I got to just quit making excuses. You know, I got to quit saying, you know, shoot, you know, I, it's, it's this world, it's this life, it's the economy, it's all this stuff. Uh, and I just got to go out and own it. 
you know, just got to own the day, take the moment um, and, and be real. You know, I, there's so much about business. You know, <laughs> the thing that I think really kind of stuck out to me and really hit me was like this idea of overcomplicating things as painters. Like we really do. And, and, and it's not just like overcomplicating the process. I, you know, I think that that comes from kind of this residual insecurity about, you know, not being a carpenter or something you know it's like we for some reason you know maybe we've been treated less than so we believe that we're less than but <laughs> there's there's no prettier eye candy in in across any trade than painting it is it is the prettiest work out there uh we're the stars and we don't even know it and and i think that we overcomplicate not only the processes but we overcomplicate our business and we're shooting ourselves in, in, in our foot by doing so it's really easy you know you go out you get the work you do the work uh that's what it is and everything that we do is an appendage to getting the work and doing the work it's all that is ancillary it's secondary keep it simple keep it focused it's not rocket science right just just work you just work man great conversation uh i hope that you guys do uh join everybody out at, on the uh you know at the expo uh, again that's uh february 22nd through the 24th um and if you would like to listen to this episode on um video i recommend downloading pca overdrive if you haven't already uh pca overdrive is our platform that is you know it's like our Netflix, where you get all the content, all the video stuff that we're producing, uh, go to pcapaint.org to download it. It's $5.99 a month if you are not a member, and it's free if you become a member. A lot of wonderful benefits to become a member of the PCA. Highly recommend it. Folks, uh, this year, 2023, is going to be a year for some of you that it is going to break you. I'll be honest, but it doesn't have to be that way. That is in your hands. Okay. For those who take control, who those who decide to not participate in the recession, like Reber says, uh, it, it will be your best year ever, but you gotta start with you. Love this conversation. Thank you so much for joining. This has been Paint Ed. Paint Ed podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.